Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. Morning, Jim. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much indeed. Now, listen, uh, today's budget uh, in relation to housing, I'm looking at a report uh, from your organisation some months ago now, and you pointed out a number of key areas that were... um, shall we say, key impediments to uh, progression of housing and accommodation for all. In relation to planning in particular, has that situation changed? Well, I think what we saw early on in this year, Jim, was that we were saw a, a, a concerning low level of plan admissions being lodged in. It was low in a, a number of years. Now, that one could have been down to COVID and the restrictions that we saw in the early part of the year, because as, as you would know, the industry was shut down until the early part of April. Um, thankfully, that has improved. The situation has improved. and We've seen more certainty and speed, and that has come Thankfully, with the some recent announcements with, between the National Development Plan last week and with what we expect to see coming in the budget later on today and with what we saw in early November through Housing for All. So, positively, I suppose we can report, Jim, that the level of commencements is up. Um, we've seen greater level of commencements than we've seen over the last number of years since the register actually started from the building control management system back in 2014. And planning applications lodged now, we've seen up on 11,000 units that were lodged in the second quarter of this year. So thankfully, we're seeing that moving. Um, and I think that's coming about from certainty and speed. I think anything from the, the Home Builders perspective and the Irish Home Builders Association is that if there's certainty and speed within the system, and I suppose speed being efficiency. So if we have all state and semi-state bodies and the public side working as effectively and as efficiently as the private industry does on a daily basis, we will get through this process a lot quicker, a lot more efficiently for, for everyone, because um, we know there's limited resources on all sides. Um, but thankfully, planning is improving. Um, but it's not just planning, I suppose, Jim. It's, it's infrastructure and it's zoning as well. All these elements are critical for, for housing delivery. Um, and I think it's probably worth noting where we've been and where we've come from over the last number of years. It's only 2015 when we saw only 5,000 units being delivered around the country. Thankfully, um, last year we, we were able to deliver 20,000 units. And again, we were shut down for a period of time. So that shows the resilience and the efficiency within the, I suppose, among home builders throughout the country. Um, we would expect this year to see again something just north of maybe 20,000 homes. And bearing in mind we were shut down for a quarter of the year, um, I think that would be a very positive outcome. So some of the targets that were put out in Housing for All, which is to try and get to 33,000 homes per year, I think we can get there and we will get there probably within 2023, 2024. We should hit those figures. But I would see an immediate bounce next year from the from the very ambitious, um, both needed supports and initiatives within Housing for All. So next year, I think we, I think positively we could report that we should see something in the region of 26, 27,000 homes. And that will be very welcome from, from, for our listeners out there and from, from aspiring homeowners up and down the country. You know, I suppose we've seen from home builders on the front line, they've seen it firsthand, the, uh, I suppose, the distress that many wannabe purchasers have had over the last number of years and those trying to find more suitable accommodation for their families as well. Are you saying that, you know, that the purchase of a home is going to come within more within people's reach over the next two to three years? Well, I think it will, Jim, because I suppose there's a number of, of factors that will, I suppose, assist, assist uh, potential purchasers in that. 
we're likely to see hopefully later on today in, in the budget announcement the extension of the help to buy and we know that that is a vital tool in, in people's armoury in saving for the deposit. Now what I would hope to see within that that it would be extended for a number of years because if it is just a 12 month period it put, puts people in that situation where they feel right I've only 12 months to try and gather up the necessary deposit. Um, but if it's extended for a number of years, they'll go, right, well, I have two, two to three years to try and save up for that deposit. And that can be a difficult task. So that would be a necessary support for people. Within Housing for All, we have also seen the establishment of the First Home Scheme. So some people would refer to that as a shared equity scheme. Um, we've talked for, uh, I suppose, at length over the number of years for that people have been locked out of the market, that they need something to bridge that gap that the current central bank rules, the, the, the basically the three, three and a half times income thresholds that's currently in place there, was restricting people from able to, be, to try and find a home within their own means, that they might be in 20 or 30,000 uh, euro short of what they could actually access through their current mortgages. This first home scheme within Housing for All has the potential to provide people with a 20 or 30% state equity within the home, and that would bridge that gap. Um, we're seeing changes in rebuilding Ireland home loan. We're seeing more homes that will be delivered through affordable housing, through turnkey acquisitions and turnkey delivery with, in partnership with the local authorities. You know, there's very ambitious plans. We're likely to see 160,000 homes delivered by the private industry up to 2030. You're talking in the region of 90,000 social homes and 36,000 affordable homes within that time frame as well. So there will definitely be, it's definitely going to improve the supply of tenure of homes across the spectrum of all types of homes, social, affordable, private and one-offs. Um, and equally, there's a, there, there is supports within that that will be able to get people onto the property ladder or into suitable accommodation, as I say, for their families. So a lot of good and strong, I suppose, the strong commitments um, are very useful, I suppose, Jim, because you have the National Development Plan, we have 165 billion committed. Housing for All, there's 20 billion committed. There's likely to be another 5 billion committed today in the budget. And it's that sort of level of commitment and funding that brings in the necessary investment that we need, but it gives a lot of assurances to those within the industry and outside the industry. You know, it helps create jobs um, and construction industry. You know, that is probably one of the, 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 it gives the best economic uplift, for one of the best sectors to give economic uplift. We know from research and The Economist that for every billion invested in construction, there's 1.8 revenue uplift as a result of that, whether it be in VAT, taxes, levies or contributions. So it's, the sector and the construction industry is so, I suppose, it's so valuable to the industry. So at that, that level of investment that we're seeing, that committed funding, um, will do a huge amount for the country over the next number of years. So one of the, 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 the things I'm looking at here is one of the key in, impediments was definitely the planning process. The, whole, mm, the yeah. whole process, the whole system was strangled by bureaucracy and you say mm. that is changing. Well, it is. We've known from the announcement of Housing for All that there is going to be a number of legislative changes that will come over the next 12 months. Um, and they can't come soon enough, Jim, I suppose, is the best way of putting it. Um, at the moment, there's approximately 70,000 units that are caught up between judicial reviews or referrals to Europe through one of, the, one of the current initiatives, which is the Strategic Housing Development Scheme. Now, we wouldn't see too much of that in the southeast area because this is for developments of 100 units plus. And we're typically seeing uh, developments of maybe 2030 in, in, in the general southeast area. But that, that did mean that there was a huge amount of backlog within the system. So that's 
between the judicial reviews, which means that the viability of the development was challenged um, because of recent referrals to Europe to see on the legality of some of the decisions that have been made by on board Panala. It meant that a number of builders would have actually shelved potential applications for developments until they had certainty of what was going to come. Now, there is a replacement scheme that is going to come, the large-scale residential development scheme that will replace the, the SHD, and that will come in February of this year. Um, that is going to revert back to a more traditional local authority-led um, approval system for your, for your for planning applications. Um, and that will be up and running, as I say, from February of next year. Um, equally, we hear that the judicial review process, the whole legislative review around judicial reviews is going to be reformed and the whole Plan and Development Act will be reformed and that will kick off in the the latter part of autumn of this year and is likely to come into play hopefully around October of next year. So if we can if we can have a more efficient and a more timely process of applications um, within the planning system, we're going to see more a greater number of developments come forward. And what's most important within that, we can see a more efficient commencement of those applications because there has been some criticism of late that we're seeing a number of applications and plan admissions granted, but we're not seeing them commenced in a timely fashion. Um, But unfortunately, after you've granted your planning permission, there's still a lot of work to do before the builder can actually get to site and start on that unit. They have to get funding in place. They have a number of compliance and conditions that they have to complete. Um, And infrastructure, at sometimes the infrastructure and any deficits in infrastructure will only be identified after the grant of planning permission. So in some cases, it can take a year and even two years and potentially three years in some cases after a grant of planning permission. Um, but thankfully, um, the signs are very positive on that. and We would expect to see a wholesale reform of the planning system by October of next year. And as I say, it probably can't come quick enough for, for those aspiring homeowners are looking for, that are looking for options. OK, the, the, the government's Housing for All plan, leaving aside today's further announcements in relation to housing, the Housing for All plan that was re- revealed only a few weeks ago, I gather from your upbeat uh, presentation to us this morning that you're, you're broadly very much in favour of, of, of what has been proposed. Um, well, I think... As, as again, I suppose the key point is, I suppose we've seen the distress of many homeowners for the last number of years who've been particularly challenged um, in trying to find a home or find more suitable accommodation. So whether they're looking to purchase their own home, to build their own home, or they're just trying to find affordable or social accommodation for themselves and their families. Um, we will see greater delivery um, of that, I'm certain, across all tenure types as a result of housing for all. Um, and I think that's even, uh, we've even seen that in the, the commencement figures, even in the last number of months. Um, it, it will come, but it will take time to come. We're going to see another 24 months before we try, before we get to the levels, sustainable levels that we need to see um, from population growth okay. and natural growth. We need to see 33,000 homes per year, but it will take a year or two to get that. I suppose the key will be, can we sustain that? Um, and that's going to be integral to delivery of the plan over the next 10 years. We need to be hitting that 33,000 and sustain it over a, a, a long period of time. OK, looking at the financial constraints, can central bank or can the lending institutions do more to help this process? Well, I think one of the, the key points that we've been very vocal on over the central bank rules is, well, I think everyone first off would appreciate that you need prudent lending um, and we don't want anyone in it 
put themselves into a difficult situation where they, they go beyond their means. But I think one key area within the central bank rules that we would like to see a review of is the rental history of someone. I think we know that rental rates are quite high around the country, particularly in the Dublin and, and the eastern region. Um, but if someone has demonstrated over, say, a three, four, five-year period that they're paying more in rent than what they would in a mortgage repayment on a monthly basis, I believe that should be taken into consideration by the banks. Now, depending on what number that might be, there is a number of exemptions that are currently in place, but that's a critical area for people. So we often hear that people are paying 2,100 or 1,800 in rent per, per month, whereas their mortgage repayments could be something in the region of 1,500 euro. Now, one, that demonstrates that they have the ability to repay their mortgage, and two, that additional money could be used for savings or extract, ex, put into the exchequer, um, so it's positive for everyone for okay. employment and businesses around the area. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.